is nothing more disgusting and less appetizing than a casino hot dog. Yeah. You can't make somebody eat that. Have you had a casino Bloody Mary? Um, I have not. Those... I'm, I'm not a Bloody Mary guy. You should know that. I know. Those are straight trash as well. What up? Welcome to Better Coverage. Hold up. Wait a minute. It's getting cold out. Yeah, cold and rainy here. Yeah, yeah, we had a softball and uh, it's getting to that temperature where it's not fun to hit the ball. Yeah, classically end the season early for setup. Yeah, do you, were you on the team when we had like uh Yeah, like seven years in a row. Yeah, no, I, I know you're on the team. I mean, in the year that the Wednesday nights kept raining, so it kept getting pushed back, and then our spring league ended up ending in December, I think, and it was snowing during the playoffs. Yeah, and I feel like all the fall ones ended in the spring like pretty much every year. Yeah, something's going on with uh, the weather gods that every Wednesday it's it's raining. I mentioned scooters last week, right? Yeah. This was not. Either last week or week before. I think it was last week, and I, I also. <laughs> yeah, I, I swear this was not planned. But not only are scooters not going to be a sponsor for our podcast, but they have left Chicago as of yesterday. Ooh. So that was like your commentary too. Like I hope they stay, basically. Right, and I thought it was because of the winter. Apparently, this was a trial, a pilot run, and yeah, Chicago's too. Yeah, but I, I hope they come back. Either way, I, I also hope that all our soon to be a lot of them are gone already. So maybe we just we be more conscious of uh, those sponsors that we're talking about. No, I mean I mean throw a couple more bucks our way, or you're probably going bankrupt. Or you're gone. Yeah. And on that note, we should probably tell everyone what we're doing here. I'm Matt. You can follow me on Twitter at Top Tier Picks. That's Theo, who is at Smarter Picks on Twitter. And each week we'll go through every NFL game and tell you where our heads are at, where we're leaning, with the end goal of us aligning on five picks at the end of each of these podcasts that we'll be entering into the Westgate Super Contest. That contest is pretty similar to like the World Series of Poker, except for sports bettors, where each entry selects five picks, like I said, against the spread for each of the 17 weeks of the NFL season. And whoever has the best winning percentage at the end wins around $1.5 million, which ain't too shabby. And together, me and Theo are at Better Coverage. You can follow us with that handle uh, on Twitter and Instagram. And we have a website launching soon, probably next week. So keep your eyes out for that. Eyes out? Is that what it's saying? Look out for that. Yeah, look out for that website. And because we don't have any money in terms of sponsors, because we just launched this podcast... We are coming up with soon-to-be sponsors, so we'll keep coming up with brands. We hope to possibly sponsor us one day, and each week we'll let you know exactly why that sponsor would be perfect for us and perfect for our podcast. So, Theo, who do you got? Um, we're going back to gum. I know. Uh, do you remember Fruit Strike Gum? I remember Zebra Gum. Is that the same? It is basically the same. It's called Fruit Strike Gum. But okay. it has zebras on it. And that was like their whole thing was like zebra striped gum. Are you uh, sure you're not talking? Right. Wait, was it? Are, the, are we talking about the same thing? I mean, probably. Okay. I'm not, the one that you're talking about was had a zebra on it and the, the flavor yet again was gone within two seconds. Exactly. Yeah, that was going to be my question. Oh, yeah, just what look it up. We're, ta- we're talking about the same stuff. I remember yeah, that exactly. they had like... I don't know, like six different flavors. They all tasted the same. They had yeah. a cool guy, a zebra that played soccer, so we all thought we should, you know, chew it right. while, while playing soccer. Right. But uh, similar to the uh, thirst quencher gum, it, it or quench gum, it, it made you. It just made you thirsty. That's all it did. Yeah. Do you do you remember the the individual? It was either the individual wrappers or it was just included, but there was a temporary tattoo in there. Oh yes, of course. They never, they never worked though, right? Oh, definitely not. Like you would, you would try to like get it on, no chance, because they were probably like two cents. But I say that 
Um, I actually texted you during that pass game saying during that blatant pass interference when it was getting reviewed, uh, basically saying if that's not overturned, there's not going to be a single one overturned all season. Yeah, uh, I, I yeah, that's when I, I, I was think that's a rumor. Yeah, I was. That's what I was telling you. Like I was trying to hard to communicate, but I couldn't figure out how to say it. That I I didn't understand the the new ruling. What I what I meant was I I don't get why we're doing it if it's just not getting yeah. overturned. It makes no sense. And even when they're explaining it, they're like, "Yeah, it's cl- it's clear it's pass interference, but they're not going to overturn this one." So I don't yeah, know. Exactly. I don't know what we're doing. Like that one in particular was like blatantly obvious. So I. I really don't understand maybe it's just a you know have like a feel-good moment for that Saints Vikings game but yeah I don't don't see that changing anything yeah I'd agree with that who you got I got two the first one is Apple because we are finally live finally live on uh Apple Podcasts so if you're liking or if you're listening you're liking it give us a five-star review also available on what Spotify CastBox other places but uh you can comment on Apple too, so you know if you're like, yeah, Adrian Peterson is sway five star rating. Boom, got like, it. You know, got it. My second one, which again, I, I, you know, I don't want to keep acting like we're people that just keep thinking about our childhood, but going back to days as kids, Gario's Pizza. Oh yeah. So Gario's Pizza was a place we went to whenever we won or lost a soccer game. Usually, just went there after and i don't remember how good the pizza was i just remember they had a very good setup for children yeah i mean i think we thought it was good but you know we're kids right and the the dads and and moms were just housing beers the more the more i look back on it uh we were just running around so what i'm going to do here i pulled up their their reviews on uh yelp so out of five stars how many stars do you think they got Four point four, so pretty good. Yeah. Clicked on it, and I'm just Let's going. Go. I just, I just want to read these first two reviews. Have nothing to do with. There's obviously over 400 reviews, so these aren't uh, necessarily saying how this place is. This, these are just the first two I'm going to read to you. So the first one, I'm going to read you the review, and then I want you to tell me what you think this person gave it out of five stars. All right. <laughs> We ate in to enjoy the ambiance and amenities and other than the fact that a zombie shooter arcade game was not working and the pizza was missing ingredients, which they easily remedied by making us a new one after we were a third of the way through. It was a very, it was a very enjoyable experience and the food was pretty good at best. They don't have refills though. So if you're going to get a fountain drink, just go large. I think they liked it. They're just giving some advice. I'll, I'll say five stars. That's a four out of five. <laughs> I thought it. I thought the review was less than that. Uh, and then this next one, you don't have to guess. It's one out of five stars. I just wanted to read why they gave it one out of five stars. Our pizza looked and tasted like it was cooked a day ago. When we called it. <laughs> When we called to inform them, we were rudely told that maybe if my husband wasn't late, it wouldn't be like that. Dang. What is that? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, um, I think they got roasted by somebody that works there. But... Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. All right. That's, uh, why don't we just do, uh, why don't do a red zone rant? Make this a full, yeah, just, a full 35 minutes. Just like all the nonsense yeah. just real quick and then. You know what really grinds my gears? Uh, you know that I've been playing some poker lately. Yep. And I went to a bigger tournament series this past weekend. And typically when you go to some of these bigger ones that have a little bit bigger of a buy-in, they will typically include like some meals. They'll oftentimes have lunch, oftentimes have dinner. And um, this is probably going to be the most un-American take, but um, their lunch was hot dogs, <laughs> which I don't think qualifies, nor do I think hot dogs are good. And I also think that there's nothing more disgusting and less appetizing than a casino hot dog. Yeah. You can't make somebody eat that. Have you had a casino Bloody Mary? Um, I have 
Those I'm, are, I'm not a Bloody Mary guy. You should know that. I know. Those are straight trash as well. Is the expectation that you're eating at the table? Not. No. There's, there's typically, like, breaks. Um, but the fact that, uh, you know, it, it's a pretty hefty buy-in. So to serve these, like, nickel, nasty hot dogs, um, I don't know. I can't get on board with it. I was like, seriously? You're gonna serve some casino hot dogs. <laughs> um, yeah, I got a lot of issues with that, and I, uh, I, 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 serving food alone is just weird to me. Have you had a good meal from this situation? Yes. Yeah. Like sometimes there's like a full buffet of like salads and whatever else, um, like grilled chicken and stuff. Um, I, I just like the the you know, food that's not hot dogs. Yeah, the image in my head of like you like furiously going after a hand with a guy like you know going back and forth and then <laughs> you take a break and you're both just like childishly eating a hot dog Wieners. yeah that's yeah. I, I think i kind of like that but yeah that that's that's bogus do you want to call the casino out we don't have to do that uh we don't have to call them out we'll, we'll, we'll give them a chance to redeem themselves we'll, we'll see next time cool they'll probably go out of business anyway yeah most likely mine is i don't know what research these people are getting or who they think we are but apparently the the conception is that every sports fan likes like ridiculously bad music and when we are ever in a primetime game like the the song before you go to commercial is just like i was watching a college football game on prime time and they played mighty mighty boston before we went to commercial on like a pivotal matchup I don't know if you know much about yeah. the Boston's, but like, I do. I do. You know, they got they got one solid heater, which, yeah. which they yeah. played. But I, I enjoyed that when I was about fifteen, maybe a lot younger than that. Um, I just don't know where where that's coming from, and this is an ongoing thing where we just think that we all sports fans listen to garbage music, and that's what we want when we're watching some football. So I don't understand ah. it, and I think it ah. needs to change. I'm 100% with you. I think it's the Thursday night games. I can't totally remember which game they do this for, but they're now having like halftime performances. And whoever it was, I had no idea who the band was, and they were just absolutely atrocious. And the whole time I was just thinking, who are these guys? Yeah. And they're always like, some dude with DJ Funky Pen. And you're like, what? Who's that guy? All right, let's do a really quick recap. Overall... I'm not too disappointed with a two and three. Like, my picks were our, like Vikings. That was an easy win. Patriots. I would call that a lucky win. But like the game, yeah. the game played out how we thought it would. I just didn't expect the Patriots offense to be as bad as they were. And then Ravens had a, a backdoor cover. Did you watch how that happened? It was it was not good. Uh, I did, unfortunately. Like. I could just see like all the makings of the backdoor cover. Yeah, it's getting to a point now where I I know what games I feel like I'm gonna win or lose going into the fourth. Like the, oh, yeah. the Lions yeah. game, the final one we had. I, for some reason, even though they're driving, I was like, I think we got this. I felt comfortable. But that yeah. that Ravens one, I was just like, I they're gonna get a touchdown here. Uh, and then when it was third and nineteen, and then had a roughing the passer, which it was roughing the passer. It's just like, why are you doing that? Um, but like, I mean, that was a good call. The Ravens could pretty much do whatever they want just in the fourth quarter they had like a nine minute drive because uh they gave up a kickoff return to start the game not ideal and then kind of just dominated the game and just took it slowly but surely which is good to win a game just not good to cover yep i'm with it jag saints i don't know what to think of that game it was just very ugly uh i was i was looking at like highlights from nfl.com or nfl their youtube page does a good job like quick summaries like nine to i don't know like 15 minute highlights of each game um and the that game was like six minutes long it was like we don't have anything to show you nothing nothing happened in this game <laughs> and then Ram- pretty true. Pretty cool. yeah and then rams 49ers that that was the only one that i that was just a bad call uh did not think 49ers would just absolutely roll like that and Leaves me wondering who this Rams team is. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's without Gurley, so that's a huge factor. Um, but yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah, and then for myself and the co-entry, we went 2-3. and three. The wins were Lions and Pats, 
similar losses, Ravens, Chiefs, and Jags. The Chiefs was um, just one of those picks that we really shouldn't have taken, in my opinion. Um, but I, I think we're just probably like a little starstruck from um, them basically just uh, being an offensive powerhouse and seeing basically the lowest spread that's been on the board for them this year. Um, but yeah, moving forward. Um, so I think all of our entries are certainly within reach. Uh, yours is 17 and 13, uh, 57%. That's, that's the best one of the three at 748th place. Um, the co-entry is right behind that at 16, 13, and 1, 55%. And then mine is 14, 15, and 1 at 48%. So all of them are definitely within distance. Um, if, if anybody wants to have a shot at uh, making a deep run towards that top 10, uh, we're definitely going to need some big weeks here coming up. Tag team back again. Check it, make it, let's begin. All right, week seven. Chiefs-Broncos, Thursday night game. Broncos are plus three at home. Battle of the Wild Wild West, Chicken Chicka. You know, Chiefs-Broncos, you get it. Over-under is 48.5. The public is all over the Chiefs currently at a 72% rate. Yep. Chiefs are the the team that we bet on last week, and they just really couldn't close the door on the Texans. Not only could they not close the door, but the Texans at some point, in my opinion, kind of just did whatever they wanted. And this goes back to my thoughts on, you know, how injured is Mahomes really? I, I don't know, but it it did seem like he wasn't escaping the pocket as much as he usually does. And to see the Chiefs lose two straight games to the Colts and Texans is something I didn't think I'd be saying. Um, yeah. They had a fast start and then just kind of fell apart. But Tyreek being back is huge. That catch was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. He kind of just like, it was like a Michael Jordan thing where he was just like floating. Yeah. Um, he did some damage. Yeah, and then but then I knew the game was over. I think in the second quarter when Carlos Hyde got a touchdown. Do you hear him just scream into the the camera? He's like, "They can't fucking stop us!" <laughs> and like, no, but I love it. yeah, and like Fox, whoever just didn't have time to edit it out because it was just too fast. I was like, "Yep, uh, we might be in trouble here." Chiefs O line looks iffy. They have two uh, offensive linemen injured, and then uh, I don't know. Mahomes just looked frantic kind of the whole time, and. The Texans are, are running the ball well, apparently. Ran all over the Chiefs. Like I said last week, the way to beat the Chiefs is these long, sustained drives, which I think going to the Broncos is something the Broncos can do. We said winning's contagious. Are they finally like getting it together? They had an ugly game versus the, the Titans. Uh, their D picked off Mariota three times. That was just a, just a nasty, a weird game. And... Uh, but their points allowed have been 13 versus the Chargers and then zero last week. So they're re- relying on defense and a solid running game. Uh, two teams going in different directions. Chiefs just lost two. Broncos just won two. But like I said, public still on the Chiefs. Uh, got some injuries on the Chiefs' side. I thought this over-under was kind of insanely high at 48.5 because I, like I, I just think that the Broncos are going to try to run the ball and keep Mahomes off the field. So another just stat I, I tweeted out a few times that in primetime games, the over-under to date uh, for 2019 is 5-13. So I, I'm i betting the under in this game. I lean the Broncos. Yeah, um, I, I lean the Broncos as well. Uh, to your point of like, the public camera and the Chiefs, that was like a big notable to me. And not only um, is there a high percentage, but this game specifically – has been bet on like five times more than any other game. So not only is there a large percentage, but a super, super large volume. Um, I do like the Broncos at home here. Um, they're 10-4 and four against the spread in their last 14 games as home underdogs. I believe the Broncos, definitely not my favorite game. Cool. Rams-Falcons, battle of desperation because both these teams need this this win very bad. Uh, the over-under is 54.5. Over 70% of the money's on the Rams, which I think was somewhat surprising to me. Thought... No, not to you? No. I don't know. They just, like, they just had a terrible game, and they just are not the team that everyone thought they were going to be, you know? I mean, I hear that, but... The Falcons are one and five. True. 
Uh, Goff finished the game with 78 passing yards. That's not that good. And the running game isn't what it used to be. I think that the way that this offense worked in the past was that they would set it up with the running game, and then that would open up the passing game, and that's just something that hasn't been happening for them. And their defense is not what it used to be. 105 points over the last three games. But they do have Jalen Ramsey, so... I don't, know, I don't. I don't put a lot into one defensive player coming in, but I would assume that would help them a little bit. The Falcons are, I would say, one of the scariest one in five teams that I've ever seen because Matt Ryan and their offense, like, there's they they can do stuff. They they put plays together. They just, I don't know. They either don't put a put a full game together, or the the defense kind of lets them down. They had that missed extra point to lose the game, and then. Uh, that was really brutal, because it looked like they could uh, they could do something after that. Go to overtime, you know. Right. But they also let's not forget scored ten points at home versus the Titans. That's the Falcons. Yeah. Can you believe that? I don't see how this game doesn't go over. I'm betting the over here. I lean the Falcons. Falcons are eight and one against the spread when uh, getting points at home. They're just a dangerous home team, and I I don't know who the Rams are yet. Plus only lopsided record situation. Thirty percent of the money only on the Falcons. Yeah, and, and that's a good point. Like this is the part in the season where there's now a good quantity of games for people to judge teams on. Like it's difficult week one, right? We talked about that like the very first week. Like there's new rookies and acquisitions and mm-hmm. all this stuff, but now there's been like somewhat consistency and this is typically when people make up their mind about a team so I think that's why we're seeing so many different games on the board this week that are pretty much like 70 to 80 percent uh public backed um that is really really lopsided in comparison to earlier weeks yeah and that, that's that's something I struggle with when going through like what I should recap on these teams because there's there's enough information like you don't want to go through every single matchup they had to date because that's just, it's not something that one will, it's too much. And so it's like at this point, it's kind of picking and choosing what makes most sense versus the team they're playing. Yeah. That's why I was like, I don't want to go through like, here's what their matchups were and here's who they beat and didn't beat. Cause let's just see who they are now and what this, this, this matchup necessarily means for them. And I just think Falcons at home, one in five, they're not at one in five. They're not, they're not giving up. They're not completely out of it. They just really need this game. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't, I worry about the defense. That's why I bet the over, but getting three at home is nice. All right. On. Texans versus Colt, Colts. Texans versus Colts. Battle of Yeehaw. <laughs> right? That was good. Yeah. I mean, these two are I'm, just. I, I'm more so that was a good Yeehaw. Yeah. I was worried about how I was going to do that, but these teams are made for each other. Over-under is 47.5. A little bit of the money is on the Texans, which moved the line from 2.5 to, to minus 1. Uh, the Texans are finally protecting Watson, which is good for him because he can not only – he is a mobile quarterback, but he, he if he needs to be. you know, He likes to sit in the pocket and pick apart teams like he did against the Chiefs and the Falcons. Um, but looking at their previous games, I will say this because it doesn't seem like they can beat good defenses – their losses have been against the Saints, Panthers, uh, fifth in rushing yards per game, uh, but doesn't seem like they can stop the run. And then Colts are coming off a bye. Loss versus Chargers, win versus Titans, win versus Falcons, loss versus Raiders, win versus Chiefs. They're good at slowing the game down. Uh, both teams are coming off big wins against the Chiefs, which is just a weird thing to note. And it's a AFC South matchup, and first place is on the line, so... Both teams are going to give it their all. Why wouldn't they? Um, but just they're both like fully going for it in this game. 
And for me, this game's similar to the Jaguars-Texans matchup when the Texans won 13-12. Like, this is a team that has a good defense is going to rely on that um, in terms of the Colts. And they're going to try to slow the game down, I think, try to get the running game established, keep Watson off the field. So I I like the under here. I lean Colts, but I don't want to bet against Watson right now. I think he's just too hot. Um, both as a human being and as a quarterback right now. And the total has gone under in five of the last six matchups between the Texans and Colts. And in 25 of the last 31 divisional matchups, the under, uh, the total has gone under. So you could convince me on Colts. Uh, actually, I'm not sure if you could convince me on Colts. I don't want to bet against Watson right now. Yeah, I leaned with the Colts as well, but definitely feel similar. This was like probably at the bottom of teams of my preference. So I think this is like one of those situations where we're talking about where uh, in the past couple of weeks we might have been towards something like this where we both had leans, even though ne- neither of us really felt like totally strong about it. But anyway, it, as, as far as the Colts, I do like them coming off the buy, some extra time to prep, short home favorites, um, always something that I look for. It, it's funny that you mentioned both teams coming off big wins versus Chiefs. I typically do not love taking teams after a big win. Um, I, I know you don't know sayings, but um, there are some sayings, you know, playing down to the other team's levels and things like that. I basically just don't like the decline in emotion. Um, and players can say, you know, games again, they all mean the same thing, but. We all know you get up for some games more than others. And I, I think the Colts just having that extra week in between don't have as much that impact. And I, I know it sounds like one of those kind of like yeah. ridiculous uh, kind of like feel kind of things, but it, it's, again, just one of those things that I've kind of picked up throughout the years. Point is, I just, I think there is a factor of like, you know, mentally how teams prepare and, oh. And, and show up for these games and yeah. like it's a it's a it's a season long thing so like some teams don't don't want to you know give 101 percent of effort every time they go out there yeah i mean that's what, that's what i love when players have honesty about it when they're playing like their former teams for instance there, there's certain situations where you absolutely have that game circled and it means more to you and there there's more preparation more effort whether people want to admit it or not. Cool. Uh, Cardinals, Giants. So this, uh, not necessarily the one after this, but we get into a slate of games, which I forgot to mention at the beginning. It's hard for me because, like, I feel like there's just a ton of the same teams playing each other. Like, these teams are so similar. Like, yeah, but, like, specifically this week, every, like, there was a bunch of matchups I looked at. I was like, these are the same teams going through the same stuff. So... Starting with Cardinals, Giants, both have rookie QBs, over-unders 49. Uh, Publix on the Giants here. Cardinals have two straight wins. They had a shootout versus the Falcons, and then they pulled out a victory against the Bengals. What I kept saying about the Cardinals is that I, I think they can be a, not a really good team, but like uh, they can be decent if they started scoring in the in the red zone, and they, they did the past two games start putting the, the ball into the end zone, which I think, I don't know, fantasy-wise or whatever, I think Murray can be a lot better than he is. He keeps, you know, driving the ball down and then just not finishing it. Uh, defense has been struggling. That's going to be an ongoing issue. And then Giants, they're becoming healthy. I think Barkley's back. Russell Shepard, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, all of them are at least full practice or partial practice. Two straight losses to the Vikings and Patriots. Uh, Giants are bottom of the league in terms of passer rating allowed so we should expect a big offensive performance across the board from the cardinals again very similar teams um i think they are like they just can't handle like you know the top tier teams in the nfl but anywhere like mediocre or like below the top 15 16 teams they can compete with and i could see the cardinals staying hot but the giants are healthy so we we really don't have much you know data or things to look at with a fully healthy Giants team. I like the, I like the over here. I think both teams are going to 
you know, go after each other. Both defenses are poor. Both offenses are trying to prove something with a rookie quarterback. I want to, I want to bet at the Cardinals at some point. I, I just don't think this is it for me. Yeah, I lean towards the Giants is probably not one of my favorites, but I do like the fact that they're short home favorites. Um, Saquon returning, that's a big deal. Um, Daniel Jones is is concerning for me. He's thrown some really, really bad picks, not just happening to have interceptions, but um, some pretty blatant ones. Um, So that would be like the big concern for me. Uh, The Cardinals, I mean, I I think that's the team we've just flip-flopped like all season. I I think we've wanted to take them, like one of us, basically like every week. Uh, I, I just can't get on board yet. With you. 49ers Redskins, a battle of two teams coming off a win. The difference there is that the 49s the 49s. The 49ers are 4 or 5 and 0 and uh, the Redskins are 1 and 5. I kind of like the 49s better. The 49s, yeah. Uh, we just need to change all these team names. <laughs> the uh, the money's mainly on the 49ers, not surprising. Yeah. 49ers destroyed the Browns coming off that bye week. And then, uh, what, took care of the Rams? I, I put took care of the 49ers, but that's the same team. Um, defense and running game have, has just looked incredible. Did you see their defensive coach? He just looked like a maniac out there. I absolutely loved it. After each third and fourth down play, which they kept stopping the Rams, I don't think I don't think the Rams had a third or fourth down conversion until, like, the fourth quarter. Then they'd show the defensive head coach just going nuts. Love it. Love it. Uh, this team's weirdly turnover prone. Uh, which is concerning is is that uh, he keeps fumbling the ball or I don't know what the deal is for for an offense like this that's just running the ball and like being very efficient they are turning the ball over a lot which is something to to keep in mind see how it goes this week and uh, one of the best rushing teams versus one of the worst rushing defenses so for me this game is going to be what the 49ers have done to date and is just going to try to run the ball with their their three separate running backs and give the ball to uh, Kittle and just see what's going to happen because they're able to throw that deep ball to the tight end after you know um, establishing a running game. So I lead the under, thinking that the 49ers are just going to run the clock, try to you know get a win and get out of there. And uh, if I have to lean somewhere, I don't know. It's a classic letdown spot for the 49ers, but I just. They just looked very good, and I keep doubting them, and I don't want to keep doing that. I'm going to take the Redskins. Oh, boy. I like them as big home dogs. I love this lopsided record effect. So, 49ers 4 and 1 against the spread, 5 and 0 straight up, versus the Redskins, who are both 1 and 5 against the spread as well, straight up. Um, so, I think there's some inflation in the line. One question I have for you. Do you see a seven-point difference between the Redskins and the 49ers versus the Bills and the Dolphins? Say that again. So the 49ers and the Redskins are a 9.5 now moved to 10-point spread versus the Bills being 17 points over the Dolphins. Got it. Do you think these two teams are seven points different apart? Uh, I, I think I do well the the dolphins are away aren't they yeah it's definitely true yeah i think that's a thing i i don't know the the one chance the dolphins had to win a game they didn't and i don't know i don't i don't like talking about these teams too much yeah i mean it's fair it was just a question out of curiosity but um the fact of the matter is the public is absolutely hammering the 49ers so because the same earlier point that there is a ton of games this week that are super, super lopsided. Um, this game already has moved basically a point and a half um, just due to significant volume. Um, for the Super Contest, it basically caught a point of that, uh, basically moved from eight and a half to nine and a half. Um, so yeah, I like the, the Redskins here. Uh, I will be similar to what I said about Dolphins. Fully support, yeah, fully support what I you're doing, it. but can't be on board. Yeah, Vi- understood. Vikings Lions battle of NFC North, keeping it easy again. Over under is 45. Uh, more than 60% of the money's on the Vikings. 
This is a this is a very very interesting one. The Vikings four and two against the spread, four and two straight up. Historically, have been really good as favorites, but I mean it's it's one point here, so they're not necessarily like yeah. playing a shitty team that you would think that they'll do what they do and play good games against bad teams. And uh, but they do have this balanced offense. I'm like, are they actually turning the corner? Was that a whole feeling call out after just a terrible loss to the Bears? This this turnaround for the Vikings. What surprised me about the Vikings in that Eagles game, I know we bet on them, was um, just how mobile Cousins actually was, like seeing him escape yeah, out of the pocket. Yeah, I mean, like, I always knew he he like he had, he had some of that in him, but it was just like in big situations, being able to escape from the pocket and throw it downfield was, was pretty impressive. Lions, we, we bet on them as well, and uh, they showed up against the Packers coming off that bye week. Had a number of plays that clearly they they'd been you know planning for for that full week. The, I think the first game from scrimmage was that that flea flicker that worked very well. Um, they struggled against the run, averaging five point one yards per carry. So I would assume the Vikings are going to try to run the ball down the Lions' throat. And I do think it's going to be hard to re- regroup. Well, you can look at this two ways: is it going to be hard for the Lions to regroup after that win, or are they just going to be pissed off? Uh, Short home dog, that's the Lions, getting 4% of the money. I don't know. I, I, I think the Vikings are, are, are going to be able to run the ball all over, and then because of that, I lean the un, under. Unless the Vikings go up early, then it becomes a shootout. Uh, to me, it's one of those games. Either the Vikings run the ball and dominate, or they go up early, and then the Lions just find a way to come back by like just yeah. having this like huge passing game, and Stafford has, I don't know, like 300, 300 400 yards. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll just say for everything you just said, this could go either way. Um, so, so I don't like this game. I feel like exactly similar. Uh, do you have to say as much as I dislike Cousins? He looked really, really good last week. Um, because I know historically we have not said as much. Um, but for everything you just said, like you, you could see multiple scenarios happening. And that for me is the reason to stay away. Chargers, Titans, Battle of Zeus? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not bad. Titans are two and a half point dogs at home, or sorry, two and a half point favorites at home. Over under here is 40 and a half. I just wrote, and I'm thinking, I, I couldn't hate both these teams more. I have no idea what any of these teams are ever going to do. When you think they're going to do one thing, they do another. I, I want to remind you that the the Chargers were thirteen and three last year, and that they started the season really oh, hot. And when Eckler, it was just Eckler out there. That it was just, it looked nice, and they were clicking on offense. And then they Gordon came back, and, and those things might not necessarily be correlated, but uh, some I don't know. They're trying to do other things, and the game against the Steelers it was just a mess. Uh, the Steelers were one and five, and they lost at home. Uh, but that was a game that I forgot that the Chargers do not have a home field advantage. So right when the game started, I was like, oh, Jesus, this, 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 half, you know, 80% of this stadium is the Steelers. Why do, yeah. you, why do you even show up if you're – how do you get pumped up as a player on the Chargers? And then you got the Titans, who I believe are starting – Tannehill. Tannehill. Pold, so new quarterback. Their defense has looked good. Um I just don't know who budges in this matchup. I don't. I don't know which way it goes. Uh, I lean the Chargers because they're. Um, I don't know. Like a, when the Titans are favorite, they usually don't win, and the Chargers have just been so bad. Like, are they this bad of a team? I, I have no idea. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I'm taking the Titans. You know that I'm a huge fan of the quarterback change. The public is all over the Chargers. But despite that fact, the line moves in the Titans' favor. So a little bit of reverse line movement there. So it either opened up paper minus one and moves to minus two pretty quickly as the Tannehill news got announced, uh, despite about like 70% of money being on the Chargers. Um, I, I, I do agree with you I, I absolutely dislike 
uh, taken the Titans as favorites. But I basically decided that coming into this week, I was going to basically stick with my first reaction. Yeah. Um, and even if, like, on paper, it, it doesn't look good, um, that I was going to do it. So you've, you've probably, like, noticed that theme through basically everything that I've supported this week where you're like, you know, I get that, but I'm not doing that. Right. Um, where I basically said, like, I don't care. Like, I'm sticking with what I think. And I think that's where I'm struggling with figuring out who to play because, like, I have yeah. these strong leans. I just I don't feel confident. <laughs> I think it might just be more like... I the, mean, I get that. Yeah. I get that. I think it's more like the teams I like. I'm just like, am I really going to bet on these teams? So I yeah, think you're I just, not going to like the next one. Oh, God. I think I just need to get over myself. Uh, are Ravens Seahawks next? Yeah. Yeah, so let me just reiterate again. All these are the the same Cardinals-Giants, same team. Vikings-Lions, pretty much the same team. Chargers-Titans, same teams. Ravens-Seahawks, same teams. Yeah. Seahawks minus three at home. Battle of the Birds, part two. Remember we had one last week. Uh, Over-unders 50. Majority of the money's on the Ravens. Jackson had 152 rushing yards last week. Uh, that's pretty pretty good for a running back. But if you remember, he's a quarterback. They don't cover versus the Bengals. Already talked about that. The defense worries me a lot with the Ravens. They're able to contain the Dolphins, Cardinals, and Bengals, but they give 40 against the Browns, 33 against the Chiefs, and 23 against the Steelers. <sighs> and then the Seahawks... Uh, as good as they are, five and one, I I have to say they're probably not one of the better five and one teams that I've ever seen. Things are just going their way, but at the same time, it's like it is Russell Wilson. He has fourteen touchdowns and no interceptions. Yeah, a hundred plus pass rating in all. He has over a hundred uh, pass rating in all the six matchups, all six NFL games, NFL games, all six games this uh, this year. So. All those games that they've played, the Seahawks have been decided between one and two scores. So, like, the ball has bounced metaphorically and actually in the Seahawks' favor. I think it, the the Ravens can establish a running game, whether that's through Jackson or Mark Ingram. And the Seahawks historically have struggled against mobile quarterbacks, which uh, the Ravens obviously have one of them. I lean the Ravens, but do I want to put money on Russell Wilson at home because I keep saying it, and uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so another one, I guess. To your point, like, am I gonna pick any games this week, or am I just gonna say I like this team, but I don't? I'm not gonna pick them because of yeah. some, some historical thing that I don't like. Uh, but again, another total. I really like the over here because, like, I initially saw 50, and my gut reaction was like, "Damn, that's high," because it's Ravens Seahawks. Then I was yeah. like, then I looked at it, and I was like. No, but like both these defenses are giving up big plays. Both these quarterbacks are playing really well, and I think like the the public perception is exactly what I my initial reaction was, and I, I just think this this will be like a back and forth matchup. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know what I'm about to say. I, I like the Ravens in this one. I'm, that's basically what I was teeing up in that last comment. Is basically I came into this week basically noting that I was not going to be scared to bet against a team or a quarterback. We've done it twice now with the Packers, bet against them with the Eagles and the Lions, and both times they covered. So these are those, again, scenarios where it, it's definitely like on paper something you don't want to do, but I'm just going to trust it. The Ravens lead the, lead the league in yards per game with 450. They're second in points per game. They just have an extremely high-powered offense. Um, and despite the fact that the Seahawks – has looked decent and Russell has looked great. Um, I just like the value with the Ravens here, getting points. Cool. Uh, Saints Bears. Bears are minus three and a half at home. I put Battle's first to ten points wins. Would you agree with that? <laughs> yeah, more or less. And again, are these not like very similar teams? Uh, yeah, pretty much same scenario. Yeah, over Her quarterbacks, less scoring. Over/under is thirty-eight. Publics all over the Saints. That uh, we talked about that ugly win the Saints had versus the Jaguars. I don't, I don't know if it's ugly. It's just like I don't, I don't, I don't want to keep it talking, but yeah, it was, uh, it was ugly. 
I've said this the past two weeks. Bridgewater now is 26-7 and against the spread as a starting quarterback. There has to be something there. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Bridgewater struggles against defenses that can get heat on him, which I think the Bears obviously will. Uh, again, another thing I said last week, he's 20th in the position when he's pressured. He only has a 35% completion rate. And uh, it's just a... He, he has thrown some good deep balls, but mainly it's just been check downs and letting the defense win this game. Bears, uh, both, I, I guess this, this game seems eerily similar to the Bears-Vikings game to me, where the it's all about Bears defense, Bears at home. Totally. I don't, totally agree. I don't see how the Saints are going to score more than like 10 points. So this comes down to, do I trust the Bears scoring more than you know 17 points? Uh, Tr- Trubisky's back, right? Mitch is back. That's what it seems like, most likely. And I don't even think it matters in this matchup, honestly. They just got embarrassed in London, but that was a I don't, not a throwaway necessarily. I'm just not going to take a lot out of it. Like the defense didn't show up in just a, a weird, a weird game in a. In a I was going to say weird city, but London's pretty cool. Um, I I was going to be on the Bears if I didn't get the hook here. Like the three, the three and a half is that point five. I really don't like. I'm gonna bet the under. I don't. I don't see how either teams are gonna are going to score more than 10, 15 points. Um, I don't know if the Bears can get some defensive touchdowns, that obviously would help them. But if I'm gonna bet something, I'm gonna bet the Bears here. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I lean towards the Bears coming off the bye, showing favorites. Uh, I agree with you that the defense is going to be the factor in this game. Uh, Bears deal with giving up 14 points per game. Uh, third and turnover differential. Um, I think a pretty notable uh, new stat here is Kamara and him treating a high ankle sprain, and he is questionable to play. Um, so I know he didn't practice today. We'll see what happens. But if he is not playing, I definitely would lean a lot stronger towards the Bears. Yeah, the offense is just worrisome. Yep. All right, let's uh, let's table that one at least. Jaguars, Bengals, battle of the kitties. Another one. Yeah. Over. Yeah. Over under is forty three and a half. Public is all over the Jaguars. Not surprising. Uh, uh, and then. Yeah, except last week was a little little disappointing. I know. But the people still love That's true. Jaguars on a two-game losing streak. They lost uh, 13-6 to the Saints. Minshew just kind of looked lost out there, and that, that was a game that was all about defense, and then it, it just didn't, it didn't seem like either team really wanted to do it. They both seemed comfortable just bring it into the fourth quarter, and uh, Saints just pulled away from there. And then Jaguars' defense has got 19 sacks on the season. And then Bengals are on a six-game losing streak. That makes them 0-6 for the season, 3-3 against the spread. But four of those were decided by a single possession. They had that kickoff return, like we talked about, against the Bengals. Uh, they, don't, they don't seem like necessarily an 0-6 team. They're just, they're just not a good team that just can't put it together. And their last place... I just place, have nothing notable to say about the Bengals. Yeah, they just... All, all I gotta say is their last place in rushing defense, which Fournette could just, you know, kind of annihilate there. Yeah. Both are very turnover prone. Even though Minshew's not necessarily throwing picks, I feel like he's holding the ball too long and just keeps fumbling, uh, letting, you know, just one of those things that you're, you're like, would you just get rid of it? And then he's just holding it, and then they just sack, fumble, whatever. Every time I watch them, I bet on them. I'm just worried about that. Uh, I lean the under again in this game. I don't think I want to touch it. Besides that. Yeah, I don't want to touch it either, especially because it's uh, minus three and a half. I would say if I absolutely had to take it, I would probably take the Bengals, which is crazy. But um, that, that's largely just because the public's hammering the Jags. Uh, but yeah, I don't want to touch this one at all. Cool. Raiders-Packers, battle of humans you'll probably never meet. Mm. Nothing? No, not, not, not this one. All right. Lost me on this one. All right, let's move on. 
Over under is 47 before, right before we had this, or right before uh, the Super Contest line came out. It was Packers minus six, and then the line came out at Packers minus four and a half, which was a bit a bit surprising. So the action seems to be on the Raiders, which is moving that, that line down. Raiders are up and down. They're coming off a bye after that, that crush the Bears in London. Packers, I have one question mark against the Lions. Definitely won that game, but uh, Lions deserved it. And this team's just beat up. They're, they seem to finally be clicking with their head coach, but you keep saying how Packers are uh, flying under the radar. Right. And they keep going up early. That's that's a weird thing. The Raiders have a fast start, but sort of the Packers. So I think if the Packers can like maintain that fast start, they'll be all right. Rodgers has this insane against the spread at home record, 50-29 and 29 against the spread. Uh, can Packers stop the run? So Raiders are eighth in the NFL against the run. And then I lean Packers. I'm just not sure who the Raiders are yet. Plus they have that extra week to prepare. So yeah, I'm with you. The, the Packers, I would say, have been more or less undeserving of some of the wins, but they've managed to win the game. So you have to give them credit there. Um, the Raiders, I have the same shot. That they're dream too. But I think uh, back in week one and two, I was pretty much loudly saying that they're basically the worst team in the league. Um, yet they've found some ways to win. Um, I would lean towards the Raiders. I do like the impact of the lopsided records. Uh, just being that the Packers are five and one straight up versus the Raiders being three and two. Um, I think that typically has an impact to the public perception. Um, but this is a stay away game for me. I, I don't love it. Um, I lean towards the Raiders coming off the bye, but a stay away. But let's go to Dolphins Bills. Land versus sea. Pretty yeah, easy. Yeah, I like that. Good. Over under, unless it's a buff, unless it's a water buffalo. Never mind. Over under is 40. The action split. Uh, but there's not a lot of money on here. Why would you want to bet on this game? But hold on, maybe I do. Dolphins are 1-4 against the spread, 0-5 straight up. They have uh, announced that this man, Fitzpatrick, he's back in. So they said yeah, last week that Rosen is their quarterback yeah. for the rest of the year, yeah. and now they're like, nah, we're good, Fitzpatrick's in. That was funny because they came back against the Redskins and had a two-point conversion to win the game, and it was almost like they're like, nah, we don't want to win it. <sighs> They threw that like yeah. screen pass, and it was almost it was it almost How seemed like what are you doing? it almost seemed like the the wide receiver just they're like we're gonna throw it to you can you just can you just throw it on the ground make sure we don't win fun oh. fun fun stat they're on pace to score the least amount of points in NFL history that's the Dolphins uh, but let me repeat something that I just said the Bills are minus seventeen in twenty nineteen yeah. that's just out yes. of control but. Their bill, the Bills' points allowed to date, 16, 14, 17, 16, 7. So their defense is just showing up. and then uh, But they have a minus 3 turnover differential, meaning they're giving the ball up a lot and their defense is still keeping them in, and they are 4-1 against the spread because of that. So this is just based on, like, do you think that the Bills can score, I don't know, 20 points and... Uh, because I, I, I can't see the Dolphins scoring anything. And Josh Allen is supposed to be back. I, I think the under is the play here, and I lean the Bills. Yeah. Um, I know we've talked a lot about uh, top two, bottom two. But the rules are meant to be broken. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm taking the Dolphins. Oh. 17 points. God. Absolutely crazy. I don't care. How bad the Dolphins have been. Um, they have the lopsided records. They have the quarterback change with Fitzmagic coming in. Um, I, I, it's just too much. I, I don't know what else to say. Yep. It's too much. I do not think the Bills can do it. The total is about 40 points, uh, something around there. Um, so obviously they're banking on the Dolphins to basically score nothing. Um, but I just don't see it happening. I fully support your decision, but I will not be doing it myself, and I will, I will not. That's totally fair. And I will not let us do it. But yeah, I get where your I get where your head's at. 
Eagles Cowboys. What do you what do you know? Battle of very similar teams, right? Yeah, yeah. Cowboys minus. I mean, yeah. Yeah. This is, this is a good. This is a good rivalry game. Yeah, uh, Cowboys minus two and a half at home. They have lost three straight games. Money's all over the Eagles. The Eagles secondary got rocked by the Vikings. Uh, kind of saw that one happening. Before that, they had a cakewalk versus the, the Jets, where it was just kind of all about the defense. And then uh, their offense just did whatever they had to win the game. So I'm not really sure who this team is yet. They had a comeback win against the Redskins, close loss versus Falcons and uh, Lions. And then they, they beat the Packers in an easy win versus Jets. So they can, they definitely can move the ball, but their defense can't get to the quarterback, which is something they were doing in the past to help them win the game, win the game, win games. Uh, Dallas has been up and down, very similar to the Eagles. As I said, lost three in a row. They just looked confused against the Jets. Dar- Darnold was throwing the ball uh, all over them and then had that failed two-point conversion to try to win the game. So we got a, a divisional matchup. Um... I don't know. The, the the Cowboys have some some injuries on their defense and uh, Amari Cooper, let's see if he's okay. I think it was just like a, a left bone bruise or something. I see this I see the Cowboys trying to run the ball again, try to establish Zeke. So I, I like the under this Sunday night matchup. I've I've said that the these primetime games continuously go over, so I'm gonna hit this one again. And I think the Cowboys are gonna try to control the control the clock here. I uh this one I, I literally have no no lean on either way. I would say I lean towards the Eagles. Do you, do you think there's any impact from basically the Jets loss? Uh, no, I was more so going to speak to Jason Garrett because um, it seems like there's a lot of I guess uh, media coverage uh, basically like players losing faith kind of thing. They showed a bunch of videos of basically players like blatantly not giving him high fives when his hands were out. Oh, I did see um, that. And, and curious if you think that has any sort of impact here. I didn't think about it. That that whole high five thing I thought was just like a, he missed them all. But now that I think about it, it was blatant. It is pretty funny that they're like, "Yeah, we're we're good, dude. We don't need a we yeah. don't need a high five. No, nah, we good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say yeah, uh, I, but like that could be a thing that they rally. No, they wouldn't rally around themselves and be like, "Let's do this for ourselves." Um, yeah, maybe something. I, I don't. I don't. I don't have enough. I don't have enough info for me to give a reaction. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't love this game. This is the most unstatistical take ever, but this is one of those games that you you know when you know the Chargers are never going to win that one game. Mm-hmm. This, to me, is the matchup for the Cowboys. The, the Eagles just always seem to win to me. And I totally understand there's zero stats behind that, but it <laughs> just always has that feel for me. I, I don't know why I have that perception. I mean, I, I've talked about this before, is that those are like things you can't explain, but it's based on... like. You know, historically, you watching, yeah, exactly. you know, fifteen years of football. So sometimes you just get like this, it's the game they should win, but yeah. they don't. You just get a feeling about something. You don't know why, but it, it's yeah, it's likely going to happen. Not that that has any impact. I would stay from stay away from this game anyway. But it's just something I thought I'd bring up. Cool. Uh, finally, Patriots Jets Monday night. Jets are plus yeah. nine and a half at home. Patriots had a, I don't know if it's a miracle cover, but definitely probably shouldn't have covered that game versus the Giants. Um, and let's not forget that uh, these two teams played each other a few weeks ago in week three. And the only reason the Jets covered that 21-point spread was because of a muffed punt and then a backup quarterback on the Patriots through a pick six. But also the Jets did not have uh, Darnold in that game. And uh, the Patriots, I don't need to read the stats keep talking about it uh the one i will say 40 and 18 against the spread in their last 57 games as a favorite uh jets coming off a massive win against the cowboys is this a possible letdown game i don't know because they're playing the fucking patriots so uh they'll probably get up for this but it seems to me like uh a very kind of similar 
game for the Patriots than it was, or similar game that it was last week for them against the Giants. But in this scenario, instead of having a short week, they have a longer week to prepare. And uh, it's a night game, Patriots and Brady prime time. I know Darnold is there, but like, I don't know. I feel like it was more Cowboys just didn't show up for that game. So I lean Patriots. I did too. I'm, I've said it week after week. I'm never betting against the Patriots, basically. Everything, basically, like numbers wise, tells me Jets. And historically, I again feel like this that situation where the Jets always seem to cover somehow. Um, but I'm not doing it. There, there's just no way. All right. Uh, I apologize for not giving a lot of. Uh strong leans here i think i you know talk through my thoughts but i just can't fully pull the trigger on anything right now yeah i'm pretty sure you didn't at all yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> kind of the point of this i know but like i'm just struggling with this one uh chiefs broncos i i would i would i would put the broncos here uh we leaned it yeah leaned it let's just yeah. write down tables right on tables I don't want any part of Jangles Bang Jangles. <laughs> the Jangles. Jaguars no Bangles. Jangles, no Jangles. Yeah. I don't want any part of that game. I don't want any part of Packers. I do not want any part of Dolphins. I would be on board with the Falcons. Yeah, that was that was the one that we basically agreed on. Alright, so we've won Falcons. Yep. Should we split it and you take two and I take two? Yeah, but let's just go through each one just to remind me where you're at. Right. The Colts, Colts, you lean Texans, right? Uh, I lean Colts. You lean Colts. Yeah, it's, it's towards the bottom for me. Cool. Can, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cardinals, Giants. I don't, I don't want to touch that. You lean Redskins. I don't want to touch that. Yeah. Uh, you, you, do, you had no idea on Vikings, Lions, right? Pretty much. I, I lean Lions, but yeah. Yeah. You like the Titans? I do. Okay. Saints, Bears. I got that one. Eagles, Cowboys, Patriots, Jets. Okay. Yeah, let's do... Uh, let's do... We, we're good on Falcons, right? Yeah. All right, so one. Why don't you name one for me? Are you going to veto anything? Uh, let me... Once I... Who... That's a tough question. <laughs> Depends on who I hear. Um, Titans. I mean, you hate everything that I Right. Say. No, I don't hate it. I, don't, I just hate that game, so I, I can't veto that because I have no... I'm good with it. All right. You're up. I'll go Baltimore. Going Dolphins? If, if, if you would allow it. Can you give me one other that you were thinking about? If you say Redskins, I'm just going to hang up. I was going to say Falcons or Redskins. We already have Falcons, so. Oh, duh. Uh, I could get on board with the Bears. So- or the Giants. I don't want Giants. I could get on board with Bears. Just like that three and a half is the that. Yeah, but we we've 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 gotten past the hook. Yeah, that's true. They are off a bye too. And money's all over the Saints. Yeah. I'm on board with the Bears. All right. You got the last. I do have the last. Make it good one. Yeah, I think I'm going to make it a good one. I'm thinking Vikings. Alright. I don't hate it. Alright. Don't love it. Don't hate it. So in in the most (laughs) unagreeable podcast we've had to date. Yeah, I would say. We got Falcons, Titans, Ravens, Bears, Vikings. I mean, it was really you just being indecisive. 
I I don't disagree. I and I'm not gonna. <laughs> I would say I'll try to do better next, but I mean, like, I just there's it was tough for me this week. Yeah, I mean, you said it that up front, and then you basically said, I don't know, maybe. Yep, that happened. Let's throw a few over unders in here. Yeah, I mean, you, you can speak to that. You felt like pretty strong about a couple of them. What do you have? I feel strongly about so many of them. I like Chiefs Broncos under. Dolphins Bills under. Let's uh, I think Rams Falcons over is a pretty pretty good one. I think Cardinals Giants over is a pretty good one as well. That one I like a lot. How about the Eagles Cowboys under? I also like Ravens Seahawks over. I like Ravens Seahawks over. Our degenerate parlay will be Falcons, Titans, Ravens, Bears, Vikings, Cardinals, Giants over, Ravens, Seahawks over. We're going to hit one of these things this week. I agree. And what is your, what's your pick of the week? The pick you hate the most. Dolphins? Uh, Redskins? Yeah. Jesus. Dolphins. I'm going to say Ravens, Seahawks over. Okay, anything else? Any other random leagues you want to talk about? We're done here. All right. 